Lexi Stark is my name and my my parents were my father was a Pākehā, James King, and my mother was Māori. She was uh, Francis Poharama from Kaikoura. I was really born in Christchurch, but um, Kaikoura is our hometown. Just a, um, you were one of ten children. Yes, uh, six. There were six girls and four brothers in our family. In your early life, Lexi, whereabouts? Early life, we lived with our grandparents in Mangamanu. Um, it was lovely there. No matter where we went, whichever home we went into, we were always welcome. There was always, you know. Yeah, we were like one big family, didn't matter. We were one big family, all the ones in the par. A fair bit of our time was spent going bird nesting. <laughs> in those days, they paid us for the uh, bird's eggs because there were so many birds. And I think the birds, you know, when the farmers and that grew their seeds, that's how they used to get rid of them. For all the eggs that we could get, we got paid for them. You'd climb a tree and put them in your mouth and then climb down. <laughs> And then we would, you know, the corn nanny berries would be getting ripe, so away we'd go with our, our little billy thing and climb the corn nanny trees and be covered with corn nannies all around our faces. Of the amount of eating, they were lovely. <laughs> they were really lovely. Um, cracker berries, we used to have those. An uncle of ours used to... Um, he used to get a lot, cook them in a big copper. And us kids would go up there and we'd get just help ourselves to. You ate the kernel inside. Have you ever had, seen them, cracker berries? The fruit on the outside, they're just like a date. So we used to eat the orange part on the outside. Uh, oh, they were lovely. And then, but the, cook the kernel inside when you. They used to cook them for about uh, three days just to take the poison out. But if I collect them now, I only cook them for so many hours. It's the inside that's poison, but when they're cooked, they're like nuts, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't cook them for three days. I cook them for so many hours and that, and I think, oh, well, they're cooked, that's enough. It's just to make sure that they're cooked. But I suppose... Our, our people in those days were making sure. So they'd boil them up in a big copper for about three days to make sure they got all the poison out of them. The um, koa koa berries, you know. The koa koa berries? Yeah, they're nice. I love them. Yeah. How do you prepare and just eat them? <laughs> when, the, <laughs> when, when they're a nice orange colour. And then, yeah, and they have a kind of a cinnamony sort of flavour. Yes. So was that like your main food source when you were growing up, everything around you? Everything around us, yes. And did it did it just happen by osmosis that you learned about, you know, what thing wasn't right, what would make you sick, what was poison? Or can you remember the old people telling you things like that? 
Do you know how when you're a kid and you just know? Yeah. It's like, oh, don't eat that. That'll make you sick. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I can't remember them t- ever telling us not because I, I just know that we used to just... Yeah, I suppose that they must have warned us, eh? They must have, I suppose. We just knew not to. Well, sometimes it's because there's loads and loads of kids of different ages together. Right. And you just hear it from your older cousin or your brother, or you know, and it just falters. We down just grew up together knowing how to somehow. Bulla bullas. <laughs> what are bulla bullas? Pura purus. <laughs> <laughs> we call them bulla bullas, and what does the parkies call them? Deadly nightshades. But the right name is Pura Pura, is it? Some name starts with P, Pura Pura. Yeah, that's the right name. And, and they grow in the paddock, you know. The Pakefala farms used to have uh, this big paddock there with swedes all growing in it. And uh, the weeds, the dead nightshade, we call them bulla bullas. You'd find us Maori kids sitting in the middle of them. <laughs> and they used to say, oh, that poison, that poison. Well, by Joe's, we must have cast iron stomachs because <laughs> we grew, grew up with, you know. Yes. I remember my daughter, Moana, they, they had a session at Ōmaka Marae of all the different dialects, you know, of our people. And Moana says, she says, all the Aitahu people got B in their language, you know, for B. And um, she come home, she said, Mum, they wouldn't believe me. And I said, why? She said, I told them we had Aitahu people that had B in there their uh, language, you know. And um, I said, where did you get that from, Moana? Mum, of course, she said, we used to have bulla bullas. <laughs> 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 so that's where you got the, yeah, the B in our language. Now, living so close to the uh, coastline, home Moana? Yeah, oh, yes. We used to... Um, the tide used to be out and we'd go to school. If the tide was out when we, we'd get to the beach, you only need to get around your ankles wet and get powers and we'd be eating them, all, you know. And then when we went home, it sort of depends on the tide, well, and we'd get the powers and get um, the ngayos, kayos. Um, they, if it was rough, they would wash up. We'd have those to chew it. What are they? Um, Kaios. Um, are they like a fig and they're on a long, they're a seaweed sort of thing. Uh, and they've got this big, you know, the uh, thing shaped like that on the end of them. And we just cut them or suck at them, try to chew them over. They're lovely. I love them. <laughs> yeah. So we had coyotes. We had um, cutting all. Uh, so you'd collect the cutting all, dry it out. Dry it, yes. Cook it. We had, what else was there? And they had a big uh, a garden down by the mouth of the river, but also by the sea, and they did a big communal garden. Yeah. There were several families living there and um, it was 
like a freedom life. We were, you know, we could go, we could do what we liked. We, our grandparents and that, they were very religious in a sense because the Morris Society from Rotaki went down to Kaikoura and that, and they, you know, the Maori people really became Catholics down there, and so our 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 poets and towers and that they were very um, dedicated to their religion, you know. So um, we were brought up like that. Uh, there was karakia said for nearly everything, but we did we didn't notice. Anything wrong with it, you know? Um, we went to school there at Mangamanu. There's one thing I must say that we never, like there were the, the Pakia families, farmers and that lived around there, and they all went to Mangamanu school. So we really didn't know any difference between Maori and Pakia down there. We were all just, you know, we were just. All, all the same, and it, it wasn't till later years, I think, when we got to the stage, marry people were marry people and Pakia people were, you know. Yeah. There was, um, yeah. I can't re- ever remember us children going to any of the tangies. Not as a ch- when we were children. I can't. You know, ever remember that? There would have have to have been had to have been some distance covered too. I mean, there's quite a lot of distance between the marae, isn't there? Oh yes, but they had horse and cart. You know, yes, yes, they didn't. They didn't have cars. They had. That's when we were children. They had the horse and carts. Yeah. Lexi, what have some what have been some of the changes that you've observed over your years? in terms of tikana and things that happen on the marae? A lot of things now that they bought there that we we didn't do when we were children. Like? I all, I, all I can remember is my grandmother used to do the karangas and, of course, they had their karakias. But there's a lot of lot of things that have you know that they're doing these days that they never did. You know that that I can remember ever doing. Our, our people all spoke in Te Reo. We knew what they were talking about, but we didn't have to speak in it. Well, we didn't. And yet we knew what they were saying, you know, our grandparents and that. We knew exactly what they were saying and everything. And um, I I think they were very... Oh, how would I put it? Um, They were, were very proud, proud of who they were. And what they did, but 
they didn't actually force it onto us. I think that's it's, it would be mum's generations that, um, you know, when they stopped, um, when they didn't have to speak, weren't allowed to speak to Rio and that. And I think when that happened, a whole lot of the other other things happened. Like as far as how um, Koa and that. Uh, I think actually it, it it it's inborn in us and and we just knew, you know, you just knew things what we had to do and what we weren't what we were allowed to do and what we weren't allowed to do. It was in us. You know, it used to be a lot of time with us, first up, best dressed, we went to school. <laughs> and But, you know, if there was sports or anything on that we had to compete against all the other schools, our people, all, all of us, all went out. They togged us up from head to toe. We always looked smart. Whenever there was, you know, things like that, like we had had the sports and that in Kaiko and had to compete against all the others. I tell you, we looked the smartest. And our, our our ones were very artistic. Not me, I wasn't. But they were, you know, used to um, do their sketches and that, and they had um, the Indian ink and with this very fine, fine pen. And, um, you know, the ones in the... Um, Senior class and that they used to be beautiful work, very very you know artistic and that, and um, whatever we went in for, and that we always did well, you know. It was just, I think, a natural thing, competing against each other, you know, in a nice way, yeah. So those ties, um, you've ended up retaining them during your lifetime? Well, I suppose we did, yes, yeah. Um, Mangamani School was known as a native school. So we used to have to write a big list of what we needed and we got them all free. And i tell you what, we, we did write a big list. <laughs> a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we could think of, of of our list, you see, and then the teacher would send them away and each each one of us got them, yeah. Was it a one-teacher school? Uh, it was for a start. And then we got they built another room on and that, yeah. And did, did it go from primers right up until people went to college? Yes, yes. And then what was the college that people would go to? Well, they went to the district high school in Kaikoura. Um, but then that the education board paid. If your father was a Māori, well, they, they they could go away to college and it was paid for, you know, but only if your father was a Māori. Like a boarding school? Mm. Some of ours went to St Joseph's schools up in Napier. <laughs> 